first of all, guys, um, from the bottom of our hearts, we are sincerely sorry for not being with you last week. Well, Matty, Chris and I recorded, an a- well, and Alex as well, recorded an absolute blinder of um, a podcast Best last one, week. Yeah. And the- it was definitely the best <laughs> one yet, wasn't it? I mean, it was, uh, there were loads and loads of absolutely corking bits in it. But sadly, somebody who shall remain nameless, Alex, forgot to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're not 100% certain how you managed to do that, Alex. I mean, I know you're a busy man and all that sort of stuff, but how could you forget us? Oh, I know. It's been a bit of a nightmare. But this one will... So the one that you're listening to now will come out on your usual Thursday slot. And the one that was supposed to go out last week will now be with you on Tuesday. But if you're listening to this, you'll already know that. (laughs) 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 All getting very, very confusing indeed. Yeah. Well, and and that that begged the question, has anybody, have any of us sort of forgotten anything particularly special? I mean, I, I, I once got my horse off the lorry and realised I'd forgotten my stirrups. I've done that before. Which which are kind of useful for a day, you know, if you're going to go and try and do a day's day's riding, it's kind of... Stirrups might be quite useful. It was it was lucky enough, there were a lot of pony club people there and so somebody was able to... Somebody had a spare set of stirrup... Well, there was a spare stirrup leather around a horse's neck. So they managed to get one and then they somebody found some irons and so I had two odd irons and two odd stirrup leathers that made me uh, able to at least ride for the day. <laughs> but um have you guys ever have you guys ever forgotten anything in particular? Apart I've got the set How to ride? Oh yeah, all the time. But um only the same as you I've turned up because you ended up sort of swapping a saddle. I don't exp- I don't suppose for you Matty, because you because you had slaves to do everything for you. Well, I used to intentionally forget stuff so hence when I needed new gloves new goggles new whip I happened to sit next to a certain champion jockey of 20 odd years that had all that stuff in abundance so I just <laughs> I just used to help myself to, to help myself to ease <laughs> oh that is brilliant I, I remember we was, was at Cheltenham one year and it was old Carruthers was riding in the gold cup and uh, I was lucky enough, that's when I was doing all right. I'd, I'd a ride there on the Tuesday, I think, and the Thursday. And every time I was going out and I was going, putting my gloves on, going, oh, dear, oh, dear, I can't wear these in the Gold Cup. Look at the state of these. I mean, they got old. I mean, and then <laughs> Thursday I went, oh, how can you go out in a Gold Cup and ride these gloves? I just can't afford a new pair. I arrived Friday morning into the wearing room with a brand new set of gloves on my tail. I was like, Oh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Fancy that. That's absolutely brilliant. So that that's a, a top tip for anybody pulling up to a show. If you're thinking that the people next door to you might be, um, might be getting more presents than you yeah. do and getting gifted loads of things, so just pull up next to them and make it, you know, make a beeline. Because let's face it, it's only borrowing. It's not really stealing it. Because you would be very, very happy to give them back again, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd be very happy to see it. Once, well, you know, got once. 
We, I, I, I don't <laughs> condone that. We are talking about the 20-year champion jockey here who gets everything chucked at him for free. So he got it for free. <laughs> so I'm technically passing it down. Well, to it, me. yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that, and, and actually, like I said, if, if he'd asked for it back, once you'd used them for a few years, well, this is it. He could have had them and back. Even though it did have yeah. AP on it, that's very easy to turn it into MB. So when we're down at the start, <laughs> and he was saying. Are they my gloves? No, no, they've got MB on them. Look. <laughs> <laughs> like a Sharpie pen. Like a black Sharpie pen, correct. Yes, you know the drill, Andrew. That is you know the drill. Absolutely safe. I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> What on, what on earth has gone on with this dress coat? I didn't know they had one. Have you heard? I've, it's a, I literally didn't know Cheltenham had a dress code until they changed it. It's all jockey club race courses have now got no dress code. The only thing you're not allowed to wear is offensive fancy dress like a mankini. But then a mankini is covering most things, so it should be okay. So I reckon the only offensive bit about it might be the lurid green. But the other thing you're not allowed to wear is football shirts. So Matty turning up in a football shirt, he wouldn't be allowed in. Oh, I would be allowed I would be allowed in on Matty Batch. <laughs> he's, he's already barred. As soon as he retired, they were like, right, he's already him. barred. He's got no reason to be here anymore. Just bar him. <laughs> he had but no, he had just, no reason to be got... there before, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought with those, with the um, what was the the rainbow tights that you used to wear underneath your britches, that you'd have been banned anyhow. Uh, exactly, and that was the best when it absolutely peed it down. You could see the rainbow tights through them. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies if peeing defended anybody, by the way. <laughs> oh, you'll be. So, so I kind of think. I mean, I. Well, I was always aware that it was just shirt, supposedly a shirt and and trousers, you know. So, but a, a friend of mine the other day said, it's kind of if you've got, what is it? How much is it to get into the races now? Seventy quid, is it something like well, that? Cheltenham, I think it's something like that, isn't it? Cheltenham, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, seventy odd quid, and you're going to go and spend what a couple of hundred quid there whilst you're there, because let's face it, beers are eight pounds a pint, so mm. you you know you're going to have fifty quid to spend on beers mm. for a start. And, and a, a friend of mine said, and hang on a minute, so that basically they're going for, and it's going to cost 200 quid. He said, anybody who can afford to spend 200 quid, surely they've got a pair of chinos and a shirt. And I was like, well, you never know. They might well, not. I hope they ain't got um, a pair of chinos, Andrew. What, <laughs> <laughs> what are chinos? Anyway? What are chinos? <laughs> well, you know, like not when did jeans. They come af- when did they come after Farrah's? <laughs> Am I showing oh, my age now? I bet you had a pair of lowish jeans as well, or cords. <laughs> cords, nice cords. Well, like you pink are a ones. cord man all over, Andrew. Aren't you? you are a pink cord. You are. Sadly, sadly, no, no. I've never ever had a pair of those pink cords. Maybe the sort of mustard, mustard ones. Yeah. Once upon a time. But then, do you know, the really scary thing is most of my stuff has been, all my clothes that I considered, like, quite nice clothes has all been stolen by my two boys. What, what is that? <laughs> do, they have that do they have them days at school where you have to go back to the 1950s? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Dress Today, up Dad, like you were in the war. 1950s at school. Can we borrow your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> This will make you laugh, Matty, because 
one for the team, as Cresta said, and and fell off again. So this is just a regular so, occurrence, Cresta, isn't it? It does seem to be quite a. But this this one was this it's one was slightly it, more um, slightly more painful than the last. Well, time. I hope it's a bit more exciting so, than falling off at a pole, Andrew. It was slightly I, I more exciting. I want this to be that. a proper one. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was this was proper oh, one. I so walked over a pole. And I went. Fell I went off. for a day's fun with some <laughs> some great friends of ours, and um, we got to a place called Lockett's Farm, which is uh, used to be Robert Allner's old training oh, Robert ground. Robert Allner, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And they've turned the place. They've still kept the gallops there, but they've turned it into a a sort of training ground for people wanting to go and just jump over hedges and you know do your um team chasing and all that sort of stuff and the third hedge was six foot wide and we absolutely flew it. and i'm thinking oh my god this horse is just an absolute legend come to the next one and little palisade popped over that coming around to the next hedge and the field master in front of us was sort of took it at a bit of an angle not not particularly fast or anything. So I'm thinking, oh, well, we've got plenty of scope here. Um, and it didn't look that big. <laughs> Chap in front of me falls. I check, therefore lose a bit of speed. We come into it. We go up. And as we're over the top of it, I realise that there is the biggest blooming ditch in the world underneath this thing. If we'd been about three or four inches further on, We'd have been absolutely fine. But poor old Brian, his front foot straight down the edge of the ditch, throws me off and then uses me as a footstool to get back up onto his feet. So, he, so he's I've a only very got clever a footprint. horse, Brian. <laughs> he is a very clever horse indeed. <laughs> so I've got a footprint on the shoulder, a footprint in the middle of my back and a footprint on my thigh. But apart from that, <laughs> apart from that, it was, was a great like, day. It was a great, great day. But oh, ble- oh, bless him! And the poor little chap, he's got a bit of a scraped leg. So, what was it you were saying earlier on, Alex? All these, all of the the the, the stupid things that we do, and then we're we're slightly worried about our. I mean, I'm staggered. I'm I'm staggered by this this mentality that that those who uh, ride horses have. Where they just disregard their own health and often safety, you know, it's just like every time they just get back up and, and carry on, and yet they're more preoccupied with the condition of the horse rather than themselves, which um, I find uh, I find odd. But nevertheless, it must be uh, like I say, made a different stuff. Well, I, I my my thing last night was the journey home, which was about an hour and forty five minutes, and I was I was hoping and praying I didn't have to change gear that often. Okay. Because changing gear was quite painful. I really, really... And the stupid thing is, Matty, is that the only thing I'd taken, obviously, and a bit like Alex said, you only take um, a first aid kit for the horse, just in case. (laughs) 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 So it's not like I had anything left there for me. I was like, well, I could have a cup of tea. That's about the most anaesthetic I've got. a few more sugars in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... um, so yeah, so that was my slightly painful day, and then, and then last night when I got home and Clem's like, "Oh, you just sit down, take it easy for a little bit. I'm going to go and have a quick bath, and then, and then I'll go out and do late late stables, check the horses and all that sort of stuff." 
Well, she then fell asleep. So I didn't have the heart to wake her, poor soul, because she, you know, she's been worried about me and all, I'm sure, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So, of course, I, I literally go out and I'm doubled over going out to check the horses late at night and I could hardly blooming move. But it was much better this morning when I woke up, took a paracetamol and went out for a ride this afternoon. So, you know, all things all things equal, not too bad at all. Made of You're sterner fine. stuff. Made You're of well, stuff. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But it's nothing nothing quite like strapping my arm up with a bit of gaffer tape when it's broken, is it, Matty? <laughs> well, no, not really, but I'll give you that one. Go on then, Alex. What's your question? Well, I'm just curious because I've not ridden a horse and I don't really understand what the level of exertion is compared to things that I would know. So how intensive is, is horse riding compared to say, you know, going for a run or a swim or what, I don't know, something that. It's all to do. It's like you think for many years you've, you're, you're disciplined. Okay. I, I do. I was teetotal for about 20 years. You're disciplined. And now I, I like to be as disciplined as I can. If I want to go out for a, play football and have a drink with the lads afterwards I do that's fine but I've gone from exercising and pushing myself a hell of a lot to not doing anything since for a good five six months so you're obviously you you're gonna put on weight and like from being what you was to what you are now it just it just yeah as I said you just you just feel absolutely mahusive and it's not it's not great it's not a nice but feeling. I carry on having a pint and a curry but <laughs> what the... it is yeah. but it is I mean it's it's amazing actually isn't it how much exercise you do get riding and and, and actually mm-hmm. being on a horse you do, yeah. even I, I noticed even you know the, the last few months I was riding mine uh they weren't doing a lot but now when I'm not riding sort of three or four every day I've really noticed it I really struggle with my weight. Like I feel too heavy now. Millie's having a foal in May, but I feel too. She's only sixteen hands, and I feel too big to ride her now. But it is. It's yeah. hard. It's hard know, when you get old, isn't it? You can <laughs> Yeah, when it is. I know girl, this getting it's old hard. stuff is. It's, really, it's, not good. No. it's getting old thing it's not especially when you think it? you're Peter Pan in the first place <laughs> it completely depends what discipline you're doing and if you sit and go for a walk around the block for half an hour you're not going to use it's completely different to riding a race or at the gallops or you know, intensive, even dressage, once you get up the levels, isn't it? And you're doing everything in canter, that's, you know, it all gets a lot more hard work. Um, schooling, jumping. I, 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 for years, I, I've never found anything that, obviously, when the, like you had a quiet time in the summer and then, again, you'd start in the winter and you'd go to the gym and get as fit as you, like I had, a mate train me and probably been the fittest I'd ever been and it still took regular race riding and I'm only talking about race riding here because that's that's all I know so to get 
regular race riding fit, I, you had to do race riding. I, I couldn't find anything in the gym that could match that. Not even the rowing machine, not even like a horse, mm. like the little ones that you see on the simulators. And there was nothing you could do it bar riding, getting out there and doing it. It was just wow. it was impossible to find. Because I think that's misinterpreted, isn't it? Like a lot of the time, I think yeah. it's like a lot of sports that I'm into my golf. Definitely. And golf's of it often the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's kind of misconstrued as a sport that isn't necessarily so intensive. I think horse riding's another one that gets, I think it doesn't get the same attention that some of the other sports get in terms of the level of activity and intensity. But actually, as what you're describing there, that intensity is actually really, really high. A lot of people, a lot of people watch it, yeah. A lot of people watch it and think, "Oh, it's easy just to sit up there on a horse," and and people don't realise like your core strength that you need to do that. We like, we used to have charity races often round. So we was at Plumpton one day, for example, mm. and there was a charity race, and it was only over I don't know six furlongs, say. So it was over in a flash, and obviously someone said, "Oh, can this person borrow your?" Saddle. I said, yeah, yeah, no worries, not not a tough problem. I said, oh, you you might want to drop your irons a little bit. I said, I don't know how used you are to riding that short, and and the the chap sort of continued to say, oh, don't worry, it's okay. I play polo. I said, I said, uh, I said it's a it's a little bit different to be. Oh no, no, it's fine. I, I play on a regular basis. I said. Okay, pal, you knock yourself out. So, off he went to down to the start, watching the race. It's only six furlongs. Got to about three furlongs, <laughs> and you can visually, visually see his knees starting to wobble. And off he plopped. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he did. <laughs> no, and then he come in. I said, oh, "All right, mate. How are you? Should have rode a little bit longer, don't you think?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's a bit like, isn't it? A bit like the whole sort of surfing thing as well, Chris. Because that's kind of because it's that to me. It's about the fact that I mean, you know, Matty, you said about going on a simulator. Well, it hasn't got four legs. It's the stability no. that it's got, and and when you're on a horse, you've just got that whole thing where you are unstable and it's got to be your core and your balance and your and it's everything is moving all the time and that's very much yeah. like the surfing side of things isn't it yeah definitely you, it's you could do all the swimming you like but you need to be actually surfing to get surf fit but we all know like if you don't ride for 6 months or something and you get back on you can't walk for a week it's yeah. your whole body isn't it it's all of yeah. it it's your shoulders your neck your core your legs yeah, I no, schooled definitely. a horse um, Tuesday. I schooled a pony, and I don't often school them anymore because I don't need to because I'm not eventing. And um, but I had Johnny with me, so I couldn't go for a hack. So I schooled, and I'm <laughs> really aching. I only trotted around in a few circles, but you do you do really notice it, don't you? Oh my god, I, I hadn't rode out for a while. I'd obviously been working with a friend of mine, and the chap along the road where my partner keeps her horses and the pony used to be Gary Moore's old training facility. So now he's turned into a livery yard. So now he's got a few horses from Gary's where he pre-trains. So they've got a few more in. He said, oh, do you fancy 
riding out on some Saturdays. I said, yeah, yeah, no worries, I'll come in and ride out. So literally went in a couple of weeks ago and rode out. Well, I rode four lots out. Oh my god! Have you have you have you seen the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang film when the old men are in the dungeon? Well, I would have looked out of place in that scene. I tell you. Oh my god! Old men in the dungeon. It was horrendous. I went to get up Sunday morning. I was like, Oh, oh lordy! And how long how long does each lot there take? So we he normally goes out for about forty five minutes, okay. but we sort of. They're just sort of doing a lot of trotting, bit of road work, and then he sort of decided to canter a couple. Yeah. Oh dear, yeah, oh dear! I'm not surprised. <laughs> it is. It really, really does test you out, doesn't it? It really, really does. Yeah, it, yeah. Who was it? Um, I know that. What's the New Zealand? Oh, Mark Todd, mm. massive, massive fan of yoga, and has is done he... yoga since he was twenty. And it's something that he said that is why he was able to keep competing so really? late in his life. You know, I've done that. I've done yoga. I think it's. I, we, me and my mate, done it. We started classes in the gym, and we like we said, oh, girl, go and we give it a go. We was just trying anything like spin, yoga. Yeah, we go for it. Well, we we was there for about two months until the gym shut down. It was it was unbelievable. It was like. I mean, in the end, it, I was restricted because of a hip, but I was looking over and, well, I, he was telling us, oh, I think they called it the downward dog, the pigeon, and, and something else. I, mean, I was trying to do one, and it, basically you had to sort of look look like an owl. Well, looking like an owl. Gee, I looked like a horizontal line. I couldn't get my leg that off. <laughs> I, looked, I looked over to the right, and... I'm going to be kind. There was a elderly woman next to me, and oh my God, she was shaped like an owl. I had cramp Look, looking how? at her. Where were her... I, I don't know. It is. And it's, in, it is an, it's an amazing I... thing. It really, really is. Uh, there's a, um, it's good, yeah. I'm going to go and visit a chap next week who's 80-something plus now, and he does yoga every single morning. And he literally, he's fit as a flea. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, um, I'd love to have I'm... the luxury of doing yoga every morning. Well, I know, but then we'd have to give up horses, Chris. That's the trouble. And, and children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mid-jump on Brian, and I look down and I realise that we're not going to make the ditch... That was a little bit of a squeaky bum moment, I must admit. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. So have you, what's your, what's your scariest moment on a horse? And what's your scariest moment not on a horse? Ooh. So scariest Ooh, moment, I'll give you, I guess, so scariest moment on a horse would probably, Probably be one of those moments where you realise that it's really, really going to hurt. So the hedge was pretty, that was pretty impressive. My scariest moment, so Chris has heard this, not on a horse, involved a piranha. <laughs> and we did this on a previous cast, but sadly I wasn't using the mic, the right microphone. And so we, so nobody's ever heard it. So, so Matty, picture this. I'm in, I'm in South America Right, and the and the guy said, "So we're going to go fishing for our supper tonight. Lovely afternoon in a in a place in Brazil called the Pantanal. Okay, and we're on safari, 
And he's like, so wander out, walk out into this pond here with this um, fishing line and this um, hook on the end of it. I was like, oh, okay, right, then we'll do that. And so there was about four or five of us doing this. And um, these fish in the water, and you could feel that you couldn't see anything. It was, you know, but you walked in, uh, waded in sort of waist deep into this water. And you could feel these fish around your legs and all this stuff. And um, you could throw the hook out and you could feel them nim nip, you know, biting on the hook, biting on the hook, biting on the hook. And I was like, about after about five minutes doing this, and I was like, oh, whatever the bait has given me, it's it's gone off the thing and the thing, so come back out. And he's like, well, I said, just just out of interest, what is the bait that we're using? And he was like, oh, that's beef. I was like, okay. So, so can you tell me what exactly are we fishing for? Oh, you're fishing for piranhas. I was like, <laughs> oh, are you, uh, 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 okay, right. So out we go again. And I'm thinking, right, keep that hook about as far away from you as absolutely possible. Throw it out, pull it back in, little bite. And then one literally bites the end of my big toe. And that's it. I lost my big time. If you would say there's a brilliant Billy Connolly thing where he said, I ran up the beach screaming and throwing women and children behind me. That was me <laughs> exiting the pond from this thing. And I was like, you are never, ever getting me back in that water ever again. Piranhas oh, on the end of your toe. Not funny. Not, so there did you it really go. hurt? That's my... Uh, not that it really hurt, but it ju- it was just that shock thing, and you and you're just mm. do you know what I mean? And you're like that first thing that ran through my head was like, I'll be stripped to the bone in thirty seconds. There'll be nothing yeah. left. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my god, I'm out of here, and that was it. I think Everything. I said to you before, like when we were talking about it before, there was Kenny Everett used to do a sketch about it. Do you remember it? And he'd put like something in the tank, and it would go like he'd pull it out, and it would just be bones. I'll have to YouTube it. Oh, God. Oh, it's just so scared funny. the living bejesus out of me. So what about you guys? I, I can't think of... I can't think of a... I can't think of a scary moment on a horse. And there must be some... I've been scared... I've been scared when I've walked courses. And I've gone, what the hell... What, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? But I don't remember being scared once on the horse and going... If that makes See, this, sense. this 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 answers a lot of Alex's questions. Those non-horsey people can't understand the fact that when we're actually on a horse, it isn't yeah. actually that scary. It's not the same. <laughs> so I remember. Oh, it sounds terrifying. It, it's it's and I, also more scary. to your your point around the course is I'd have no idea how you know where you're going. I see them walking around, and I think. Well, you, by the time it comes around to me, I would have lot forgotten all. I of always that. forget. I. As soon as I get in the start box, my mind goes blank and I cannot remember the course. That's quite scary. I, um, You sit there getting slightly worried and then you just, as soon as you go, you remember it. That's. But my, my first intermediate was Dauncey, which was probably a huge mistake, but because it's known for being massive. So we're getting towards the end of the season and the choice was go to Dauncey or leave it a few weeks later, travel further and go to Osby. But by then my lorry would have run out of MOT and it was going to be difficult and it was further. So I phoned up Beanie Sturgis, who's the course designer. I explained 
I've not done intermediate before. My horse hasn't done intermediate before. I know it's meant to be a big course. Is it a stupid thing for me to do to go and do that? She was like, no, you'll be fine. Just kick on. You'll have a lovely time. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. You will be fine. It's not nasty. It's not technical. I was like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've done the right thing. I phoned actual Beanie Sturgis and asked her. So we turn up to Dauncey on my own because I was that mental that I used to go to do intermediates on my own. And uh, the show jumping, it was, it's always so wet at Dauncey. Have you ever been, Andrew? No. It's end, like, September, and it's always really wet. It's horrid. The show jumping was just a bog. You couldn't warm up, really, because it was too slippy. So we got around the show jumping. And I was like, right, okay, done that. And I'd walked the course, and I'd got to about, you know, fence one, two, three, fine. can cope with that. Fence five was this massive... <laughs> massive trachana thing not trachana like an oxa well an oxa over a ditch it was huge so came around to that she jumped it she's a really cracking little horse came around i'm talking to her all the way around i'm like this she'd stopped at a ditch already at fence two because she hadn't seen before a ditch that's a step up so it's a step up with a ditch in front of it which is quite random and she'd never okay. seen it before. And she very genuinely went, whoa, what the hell's that about? And she jumped it second time. So I'm there going, come on, Millie, there's another ditch coming up. You're doing fine. Jump through that one. Jump the next couple of scary hedges. And then there was this horrible thing where, I'm trying to remember what year it was in case anybody else jumped it that year. It might have been 2018 or 17. Anyway, so you had to jump this hedge so you had to be going at pace but you had to be at the right angle because there was this kind of right angled i describe it like a birthday card but the spine is facing you so you can either jump it at that angle or you can jump it at that angle do you see what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. either face of the birthday card but it's shaped like it's got a shoulder on it okay like that you know, the right. ones that have got a wavy top and they've got a shoulder. So you've got this little gap to jump through. They've also, to make it even harder, plonked a load of Christmas trees. So to take an obvious line, they've plonked a load of Christmas trees there. So you're having to jump this hedge, go round the Christmas trees and over this horrible, horrible jump. Oh, God, it was nasty. So she, she did glance off that. The next one was an equally horrible corner fence over a ditch, which is like the Vicarage V. And the next one was this tiny little thing. And that's what she had her third stop at, but it was tiny. <sighs> it was, but it was really narrow as well. It's like one of those floating tees. Right. You know, like a tee. And, and that was it, third stop and you're out. That, yeah, because it's three stops at intermediate. So that, but that was her first attempt. And to be fair, like the ground was awful. That was the day I learned that Millie doesn't like soft ground. She was a bit tired, and I was like, Do you know what, big paps, because that was really awful. I think that's probably the most scared I've been. Walking around Dauncey and going, how the hell am I going to get around this? But to be fair to her, she did it. You know, she got to fence, I think it was fence 19, that T fence. So she practically finished it. That was scary. That was scary. And what about you, Matty? 
So, scariest time on a horse was Leicester. Running a little bit late, run into the wham room, get changed, weighed out, get down to the start, mulling around at the start. All the boys said, and I'm not being sexist here because there was no girls in the race, or I would have said girls and boys for anyone who starts getting their knickers in a twist. <laughs> they said, what are you going to do, Batch? I said, oh, I'm going to make the running. They said, are you effing mad? I said, sorry? They said, have you not read his form? I said, no. no. Obviously, because <laughs> I was rushing. <laughs> I said, that's all right, isn't it? It went, its last run was in a bumper. For those of you who don't know what a bumper is, it's for a race that a horse has never jumped before in its life. So it's a flat. <laughs> and it was running round Leicester in a novice chase. So... I must admit, the britches and the underpants didn't really come back white after that. Because <laughs> like, Leicester is not one of the most inviting chase tracks to jump round to say that. What, so they literally that. put you on a horse that had only run in a bumper with absolutely no experience of jumping jumps at all on a, on a race course? No, but I tell you what. I was scared for a split second, but it jumped like the proverbial. Oh, it was. Oh, well, there you go. It was awesome. Yeah, tell, to be fair. tell us what what what's different about Leicester? Because to event riders, we sort of okay. We can tell the difference between Aintree and Cheltenham. Why is Leicester scarier? Leicester is, it, is, it bigger, is just. Or? No, it's most of the fences. They, all of the fences really run away from you. There's not very many that are very inviting to horses. They sort of, down the back, you sort of, they just, if you're on a keen one, they're sort of running away from you and you turn into the straight. The first two in the straight sort of run away from you. They level up the last last two fences, sort of level up a bit. But it's just it's just known for one of those places that it's just, it's just not nice. It's just... Mm. If anyone said, oh, we're going to take a novice and we're going to run it around Leicester, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> God, there's easier tracks to run around than Leicester. But obviously, obviously, whoever trained the horse had actually done a damn good job on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it went round there like, it was, it was like an old pro. It was absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, so the fear surely went out of the, after the first two fences, after he, after he popped one <clears throat> and met one spot on, as long as I know they can go in and pop one. Yeah. Which mm. is get close and get over. Yeah, yeah. I was like a lovely few pats down the neck, and it's like you'll do for me. Oh, so that was that was nice. that was scary for a split second. But on a non-horse, would be getting in the car with a certain Philip Hyde, absolute raving lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, I don't know what it is about him. We went. <laughs> So racing was called off, frozen. He said, fancy going skiing? I said, yeah, yeah. And been for a few years, we go skiing, shall we? He said, yeah, yeah. We said, so it was me, Philip Hyde, Leighton Aspel, and I think a mate of mine came as well. So he said, oh, we're drive. Okay, right, we're drive. So we've got the gods of Calais, got the train. So we was driving down to Les Arcs. So he's down the south of France. So he's driving. So I, 
everything he does it is a race. Now, Les Arcs, I mean, I don't know, to any normal safe driver is probably, I don't know, nine hours possibly. I'm not sure, <laughs> but oh my God. <laughs> Like when we, I wish when we people could refuel, see Matty's face. It was like a, <laughs> when, when he's telling this, this is so when funny. we had to refuel, we, refuel, it was like being in a bloody pit stop at the Formula One. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! We're gonna get. We're like, hold on a minute! I want to go to the toilet. I need to go to the toilet after your driving. <laughs> oh what were you? And, what were you he, in? Oh, I don't know what he had before. Oh, he must have been his BMW. Or, uh, I've, I've. I thought I might as well go to sleep because I'd rather die in my sleep <laughs> than, oh my God. than see what was coming. But and so the next this is and so bearing in mind, next day we get up, we're on the slopes. So again, everything's rushed. So Leighton Aspel had never been skiing in his life, right? So he says, Right, we go up here. I forget I think it was it was it was one down from a black run, whatever that is, a blue run, Red, I said, you can't expect it. I said, he's never been skiing in his life. He went, no, 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 we'll be all right. We'll be all right. So off we pop on this lift. So bearing in mind, me and Aspel had booked like a lesson at 12 o'clock just to like refresh and sort of give Leighton a few <laughs> tips. So we, we've gone up on this lift at about nine o'clock. Well, Leighton Aspel, bless him. He was five minutes late to the lesson. It took him nearly three hours <laughs> to get, get down this down slope. slope. <laughs> and Heidi, being as patient as ever, tried to give him a lesson in two minutes. And he went, oh, you'll be all right. Sods off down the slope. And poor, poor old ass, poor old Aspel. He's like, he's took him three hours to get down. We've had a lesson. Lovely chap. And we just, he said, oh, how long are you here for? We said, oh, we're, we're just a couple of days. We drove round last night. From Calais, he said. Oh, he said. Yeah, yeah. It took us about six and a half, seven hours. He said. Uh, uh, sorry, no, 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 no. This is not possible. <laughs> I said, he said six hours. I went. Yeah, six hours. Calais here. No, 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 no. No. What did you? A helicopter? I went. No, Philip Hyde. It is as good as a jet plane. Like, he was just—he could not believe bad. the time we'd got down. Could was... not cope with that. I'm a, not a great. I, I'm always the person that does the driving, just oh, because I am. Lunatic. But I, I'm a bad passenger. Like that's not even like going half an hour in a fast car. Like that would, I, I would, I would die. I mean, we're <laughs> we're known for not being the best of drivers, jockeys, but he he is on another level. He's just on a. He's just. He's just Speed absolutely freaks. fearless. I mean, well, just yeah, frightening. Absolutely, it takes a lot for me to sort of get white knuckles, but <laughs> dear, oh dear. dear lord. Well, guys, on that note. I'm going to say, Matty, we are going to wish you the best luck for next week. You've got a operation. You're going to have your hip sorted. And fingers crossed, I think you're gaining six inches. Is that right? So are we still talking about the... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry. I love it, love it. Yes, this time next week, I am going to be six foot two. (laughs) On one side. On on my left hand side. side. Oh my God, I can't wait. So I'm going to have to go onto that website and get a pair of block heels. Yes. (laughs) Platforms. Platforms platforms and Bebop, and then um, Depop, brother. And then what was it? And And then hopefully. You can tell us some nice stories about the lovely nurses that you meet and all that sort of stuff, and um, hopefully things in hospital will go. And, and you're else in. Thing ho- that Andrew's like an inappropriate granddad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, if, if there's no good with. stories, Andrew, I'll just make one up, like a Carry On <laughs> film or something. So, like, oh, matron. <laughs> like an inappropriate granddad. I like that. That's quite funny. <laughs> my, uh, we my, had. My, uh... My my grandfather, um, people appeared at his funeral, and um, his real name was Robert Kenneth, and um, for from the age of twenty, he'd been known as Peter, because he refused to grow up. So they they got a nickname of Peter Pan, and people turned up at the at the funeral and went, "No, no, it's the wrong person." We'd uh, literally oh, never no. ever known that he was called Robert. It was just bizarre. So I'm trying I'm trying to trying to go in his footsteps. Never grow up. I think that's the that's the whole plan here. <laughs> I think you're doing quite well. <laughs> wow, well, you never know. Um, but look, yeah. So, Matty, you're going to have a blooming well. Hopefully, everything will go smoothly. And um, a couple of days. Um, obviously, nice food. Nobody to bother you. Nobody to get you out of bed. All that sort of malarkey. And then um, and then back on the bike. Yeah, definitely. I, I think they, I think they have you up literally hours after the op. So they say. They get you walking straight away, so yeah, fingers crossed. I'll be. I'm not a great patient anyway. I'm very. I'd like to get out there and get it done. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be running on the running machine in a week. In a week or so. <laughs> Set to low, I would hope so. Anyhow, so um. Absolutely. And hopefully. Uh, and Chris, I hope your week goes really, really well. And I think, guys, we're gonna we're gonna actually say we've got a couple of weeks after next one goes out. We're gonna take a couple of weeks break. So um. Not this week, but next week. From the from the fourteenth, there'll be a couple of weeks break, and then we'll be back with a whole new list. We want to find out all about Matty's op, how everything went, his hey, physio. I might be on. Um, I might be on full watch by then. Oh. What date does that? What date does that put us on? Oh yeah, no, towards the end of Feb, isn't it? We'll have. Um, well, I'll be on full watch. You'll be on we'll full be watch. Almost on full watch. We'll have got. We'll have got puppies born here. Puppies are being oh. born next week, and and oh. then and of course we've got it. We mustn't we mustn't forget that we've got the biggest race the horse racing meeting in the world to talk yeah. about. Down so we've got road. Cheltenham Gold Cup week to talk about, haven't we? So Very the Cheltenham exciting. Festival. So um, so there'll be plenty to talk about when we get back. But um, thank you guys again. It's been an absolute treat as ever, and uh, thank you for all your stories and hilarity. And we will look forward to seeing you all in a couple of weeks' time. Ace. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thanks guys. Soon. You take care, all right? See you, See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.